Welcome back. You are listening to Cafecito con Magali and Glenda podcast. Hey, friends. Hi, Magali. Hola. Hey, friend. ¿Cómo estás? How are you? Oh, what are you drinking? Coffee? Yeah, just uh, coffee with almond milk. But I drink it on the mason jar because um, since my almond milk is cold, it's supposed to be like a cold coffee. It's not like cold, but it's like, okay, room temperature. Uh, yeah, but I'm feeling good, feeling tired. Yesterday I went to Santa Barbara. Um, oh, how romantical. Yeah, this is actually the second time that we have gone during the pandemic because we found that their beach, well, I don't know about all the beaches, but the beaches that we go to is really empty. I just feel like it's not as crowded at, as it is in LA because a few times like we drove down PCH down here mm-hmm. and it's fucking crazy crowded. So over there, it just seems like Either there's more beaches, there's like more space. It just seems like it's less people, if that or no people. So it's kind of nice. It it took us like an hour and 10 minutes to get there. And I kind of was like last week or like, I think last week we went to Laguna and it took us much longer to get there. So mm-hmm. I'm like, we're closer to Santa Barbara than we are to Laguna. Only because like we're right off the 101 and we just jump on. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a nice little getaway. And then we're just back the same day. So yeah, we went to a rose garden. We went to a rose garden that's in front of the Santa Barbara Mission. It's uh-huh. like a piece of like, it's like a big, like a little hill of grass. So people are having picnics. And then also there's a rose garden. So people will set up their picnics in between the roses. It's really pretty. Oh. We saw that because the last time that we went, we did a hike and the hike was around that area. So when we drove down, we passed, we passed it. And I'm like, wow, look at all those people doing picnics. So, you know, we love our picnics. So I'm like, let's go back sometime. So we ended up going sooner than we thought we would. You guys are picnic ready. You have the picnic chairs, the bag. And I'm like, oh, all right. (laughs) Yep. Freddie got me into it. It's fun. It's like, I mean, you're still going to have a lunch or, or dinner or whatever you're pretty much just taking your things with you so yesterday we didn't take our picnic like stuff like we didn't take like cheese or anything like that we just went to um some taco place mm-hmm. nearby and we took like we had takeout and we took our food so that was like what we had just like the tacos and stuff but other times yeah we do pack for it and we go and like shop for certain things to make it like the picnic aesthetics but Yesterday was just tacos, and I think that's why my stomach hurts today. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm doing fabulous. I can't wait to go grocery shopping today. That's what I love to do on Sundays. I get organized. (laughs) Um, I've lost 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, this would be like the last week of my six-week cycle. So the goal was 10 pounds in six weeks. So I already reached that goal. And then I think I'm just going to immediately start another six-week cycle. You look small. Like, look at your frame. I'm just looking at you. I'm like, you look so tiny. While you're working out and getting skinny, I'm just, like, chubby. Yeah. <laughs> you look so good. I, I just wanted it. Remember sometimes the other day I was like, I just don't feel like I want it. I don't feel like I'm fine. Yeah. I changed my mind (laughs) and now I want to, I want to look good in a bikini. 
or just feel comfortable in clothes. Sometimes when my face is round, I don't like taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't had like pictures in a while. I'm like, I need some pictures. (laughs) I'm like, why do I look like this? But I can't, I mean, I can't complain if I'm not doing much about it. Like I, I started working out, but I'm not like hardcore checking my nutrition or like checking. Yeah. I'm just, I'm running. I'm not technically working out. I think I'll start the second week, the second six week cycle. Mm -hmm. I think I'll start working, working out, you know, and aside from just running three miles. Um, but yeah, I'm excited and I can see the progress. I'm so cool. Yeah. And it's just eating clean. But I eat all day. Do you love it? Like, do you love eating clean? Or do you? No, you know I'm a fat ass. Like, <laughs> Pinterest is showing me all these cookies that I could make, mm-hmm. and I was texting you. I I don't like it, but I don't mind it because I'm eating all the food that's required, like all the greens, a little bit of protein. I am eating my carbs. So my body's not asking for junk. Mm-hmm if that makes any sense. So as much as I'm not really craving chocolate like I normally do or ice cream, I'm kind of replacing it with dates. Remember I told you I've never had dates before and they're so good and so sweet. Um, My oatmeal is pretty sweet as well. So that kind of takes away that sugar craving. Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't say I love it, but I'm doing it. I love pizza and burgers and fries and, <laughs> you, can make, and you can make a healthy pizza. You can make uh, like fries in your oven. Yeah, that's just not eating clean. I mean, fries, I guess they would be because you bake them, but I'm not really eating a lot of processed food, mm-hmm. you know? So once we get to the pizza and now we're talking about, you know, either the pepperoni being processed mm-hmm. or the crust, whatever it may be. So I'm not really eating that many mostly natural things yeah last week i went to the farmer's market in studio city because i was like i want to get some like vegetables and fruit uh i bought like nectarines <laughs> i think i bought like five and they were like 14 bucks i can't remember how much it was but i was like wait what and i looked at the price but i don't think i did the math in my head and then i'm like damn it but then i'm like whatever but i'm not i don't do this all the time but I feel like some places where you go get your organic fruits and vegetables, it can really double, triple the price. But I'm like, I mean, I can get nectarines at Trader Joe's or Rob's for way less. It just was that experience of going to the farmer's market. But yeah, I enjoyed every one of those nectarines. <laughs> I hope so. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that stand had like peaches, nectarines. It was so beautiful. But yeah. That is so funny. Mm-hmm. Bad judgment, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Uh today we're gonna talk about things that we failed at in life and we'll let you guys know and share with you guys how it's shaped us to be the woman that we are today. So I was like, this topic's really interesting because it's not something that everybody openly talks about and even you and I I know like you and I do but we're even in the podcast we're always talking about all the things that we're doing like things that we're accomplishing but it's hard sometimes to 
talk about your failures because they don't make you feel good, right? Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, I failed at pretty much everything. Like, I personally feel like I failed, like, as a daughter. I think I failed as a sister. I don't think I've been the greatest of friends. Um, And then if we go to the normal things, I failed academically, professionally. I failed in love. And I really failed myself a lot of the times by losing myself and not knowing who I was, you know? So there's there's a lot to talk about. I have, like, so much to tell you guys. And you know what? Right now that you mention that, how there's, like, you lose yourself or you fail at various things in life, at the moment, and for me, I'm talking for, like, me out of my experience, I feel like times that I'm not doing well at that moment, I'm not even aware of it. I'm almost like in denial where Mm -hmm. it takes for me to like get away from that situation or like move forward that then I'm like, fuck, I was really fucking up. And a lot of the times, you know me, like sometimes I could be really secretive Mm -hmm. or I'd be like, don't say nothing or I won't tell you something, but it's because I don't want to hear it. Like I know what I'm doing and I know it's wrong or you know whatever it is but I'm not sharing it with anybody because I'm like you know I don't want to hear I don't want to hear it's I'm doing what I'm doing and this is what I'm doing right now so I think a lot of the times it's kind of hard to admit like I was wrong or it's hard to admit like yeah this wasn't gonna turn out really well so and I think it's sometimes we're afraid of like criticism we're afraid to say that we failed or didn't work out. And I think it's okay sometimes like to be honest with ourselves or, and even if, you know, we don't want to tell other people, I think it's at least with ourselves. With ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's not anybody else's business, whether you failed, you know, or succeeded, but you do have to recognize it yourself for your own personal growth. Yeah. And there's times that we're so eager and excited to share when we're doing something new, like for example, this podcast, before we even knew what we were doing, before we had mics, we were already sharing. I remember when we were at the, um, um, the vision board, we were already like, I think we had a name for it, right? We had a name and we were sharing it. And I was telling everybody, I was telling like friends and family and we didn't really have like even one episode recorded. And I remember, I think Freddie told me, he was like, you're really brave. Like, I really admire you. I'm like, why? He's like, because you're telling everybody and you actually haven't started it. But (laughs) he said that, it made me think. And I'm like, he's right. And I don't do that all the time because I'm so afraid to fail. But I, I believed in the podcast so much and I was so passionate about it that I didn't care if it was going to fail or what was going to like what it was, what it was going to turn out to be to me. Like I had the vision. Okay. It doesn't matter how we start it. We're going to start it. So I think in some examples and some things that I do, I am very eager to share them because it almost holds me accountable. And if I fail, I think I'm at the age that I don't care because I failed so much in the past that now where I'm like, well, I tried, I gave it a try. Who cares if it's better than me not trying and not knowing than me trying and failing. And so failing is really, it's more about the experience, you know? I think the word failure sounds so bad, but it's really what you learn from it, you know? And 
you learn so much more when you don't do good than when you just accomplish and achieve. I think you learn more, you learn more about yourself, you learn how not to do it the next time you get to tell somebody else through my experience, this is what happened. You know, there's so much more that you get from failure than you would ever get from winning. Yeah. So that's what I think. Um, one of the things that I felt like I was, I didn't realize it until I met you is that I wasn't a good sister or a good, like a good daughter. You were so giving to your family, to your brother. You were like, Jesse, he's like, he's my baby. And I was like, what? And I realized that I, I could do those things too. So I became like, I was very selfish and I've always been very selfish. And I didn't realize that it takes absolutely nothing to just be kind and giving, you know? And so I started switching that around and I try to give my siblings whenever, you know, I shop around. Oh, this will be nice for Sandra. Oh, I saw this that my brother really wanted. Let me get this for him without expecting anything in return. And that's something that I learned from you. That wasn't something that, you know, all of a sudden it came naturally, but I know that comes from your mom, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just feel like I wasn't the greatest at being a sister, you know, or a daughter. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I love hearing that. You're, you're a good person. I just think that maybe you weren't even aware that you weren't like that with your siblings, you know? Yeah. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's really cool that you're like, well, I can change some things. I think for me now, I feel like I have to be a little bit more selfish where I I tell you that though I was like Maggie you can't do that (laughs) I love my friends and my family so a lot of the times I'm trying to be there for them in whatever way possible so I feel like I do stretch myself and I'm like will overbook myself because I want to be there for everybody like I don't want to miss anything but then also I feel like I get exhausted I don't take any time for myself so I feel like since I've met you, I've learned how to be a little bit more selfish and kind of step oh, back at that. Yeah. <laughs> and do things that ultimately, if I don't want to do something, then I shouldn't be doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, let's say I'm going to three family parties in one day. I shouldn't have to go to three if I'm really tired, if I have work to do, if I have, you know, like if there's other things that are pending that I need to take care of, I should really take care of my stuff first before I'm you know, on a Sunday at three family parties and then Monday comes and I'm overwhelmed, you know, and then it takes a toll on me on my weekday because I'm, I just, I did that to myself. So I had to be more selfish and uh, I've been taking a lot of self-care <laughs> while you've been working out. I've been doing like extensive self-care, <laughs> but it feels really good. And I feel like it helps me like mentally too. Otherwise, I'm not ready to tackle anything else. It doesn't matter how I appear. If I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. But if I'm mentally exhausted, I'm not, I'm almost worthless, you know? Yeah. What else you got, boo? Um, I think I was, I, this is something that I'm, I am not good at. I'm a really bad, um, I would say, friend. Not to you, not to the people that are around me. But I'm very quick to just cut somebody off if I don't like what they say, or when I move, I've moved a lot. And I've just, 
I'm like, oh, well, I have a new life. Goodbye. <laughs> I did that. I did that when I went to Oregon and I, I left all my friends here. And then when I came back from Oregon, like I left all the friends there and I just started new. Like, I don't know why I do that. I have a very like close, uh, small group of friends mm -hmm. and I have no idea why I do that to other people. They don't deserve me cutting them off, but I just do. But you're really close to Jessica, which is in Oregon, and you always have been, right? So you're yeah. talking about, like, other friends. Other people, yeah. Okay. But, like, Jessica, I consider her, like, family. Like, they took me in. I was in Oregon, and, like, I would be really sad because I couldn't come home for, I don't know, I think it was Easter. And her mom made me an Easter basket just like she made all her other kids. Oh, I wasn't crazy. any different, you know? So they're family. That's really sweet. So, it was just different. Our bond was different. Our friendship was different. Um, so I keep those friends around. But, you know, anybody else that I met along the way, I, I just cut everybody off. And that's mean. Like, and I need to work on that. But I think I've failed in friendships a lot of the time. And I could do better. I'm going to do better now in my 30s. <laughs> it's all that matters that you're willing to work on whatever you want to be better at you know mm -hmm. I totally um, I'd kind of like to share a story I know um I know you've heard it but I kind of want to tell everybody um I think when I was 25 or 26 I wanted to kill myself I didn't want to be here anymore um, and the reason was because everything had fallen apart. I had a dance studio and that closed. Um, I, my health wasn't, wasn't doing good. Um, I was in a 10 year relationship and that was done. I applied to go to a college and I didn't get in. I didn't have a job and I, my car had broken down. So I didn't have a car and I had $25 to my name. I, everything had fallen apart. What I didn't realize is I still had a strong family. Mm -hmm. You know, my family was there, but that's not what I was paying attention to. I was just like, I don't get it. Like, why does this have to keep happening to me? Why do these things need to fall apart? Um, I didn't realize it until a few years like later um, that, that my foundation needed to fall apart so I could rebuild it brick by brick. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed to figure out who I was as a woman, who I was, what I wanted, what I needed, um, what I needed to figure out my worth and all of those things needed to fall apart so I can, f so I was able to figure it out, you know, um, I've built this strong, like core, this strong unit of myself that right now, anything, there are things that happen to me, but I don't get as rattled because I know where I stand as a person, as a woman. So I know sometimes like I am going through certain things, but I'm not, it's not affecting me because I know who I am and my trust in God. And I know that things are supposed to happen because they are, that's the way it is. So um, I just wanted to let everybody know that sometimes shit his, hits the fan, but it's okay. Like I'm still standing. 
I ended up graduating from college, you know, so I have a bachelor's in behavioral science and a minor in business marketing. Um, I, I have the dopest Jeep, so I have a car, I have a strong <laughs> savings account now. Um, I found someone that I didn't even think could exist. Um, I am happy. I am blessed. And it's just, it, you reflect and you go back and you realize that all those things needed to happen for you to be there, you know, for you to realize it. So I just feel like sometimes if you feel like it's not worth it anymore to be here, that's not the case. Like God knows why he's putting you through this and he knows that you can handle it. So I just felt like sharing that because I feel like somebody needed to hear it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, life gets hard and I've been there. And I like to share that moment or that experience in my life. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's when I had met you yeah it was afterwards but I didn't know anything about you and it kind of just shows you like when you look at a, a person and you just look at the outside like when I looked at you I was like oh she's cute she's tiny like she's pretty like I wouldn't think that you went through all that and I feel like we're very quick to judge people by the cover but we don't know what they're going through you know mm -hmm. And I had no idea, like, all the things that you had gone through until you and I became friends and you told me. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm so glad you didn't give up because then following that, like, you hit rock bottom, per se. And yeah. from there, there's nowhere else to go but up. Like, if you're already at the lowest, what else, you know, what else is going to happen? All you could do is just get up and go up, you know? If you can't get up, crawl. And once you crawl, trust me, you'll develop the strength to get up and walk. It's not easy, but y you can do it. We can all do it. You know, every single one of us is here for a different purpose. We're not here by accident. So, yeah, keep going. Your story reminds me of my story, but it's very different. I'm like, it's not as intense as yours. But I th this was all occurring before I met you, Glenda. And, um, and many of you know, or maybe not know, but I pursued a career in law enforcement and it was like years and years of me testing with like different uh, police departments. And I couldn't get over the six foot wall. And during that time I was in school, I believe I was either like finishing up my bachelor's or in graduate school. I can't remember. But I was doing that, I was working full time. And then at the same time, I was applying to different police departments. So I like you, you apply and then you get a test date, you go take a written exam after the written exam. Um, it's either like a interview with the background investigator. I can't remember that was, yeah. And then the physical. And it was a physical exam that I couldn't pass. It was like a whole circuit where you like drag a dummy, you run like four times, you go, um, you have to jump the chain link fence and you have to jump a six foot wall. So in some of, de depending on different departments, it was a di different exam, but I'll never forget when I went to go test with San Diego. And I think it had already been like a year or two that I had been, actually the first time that I applied, I think I was like 22, I applied for LAPD and I kind of got halfway through, but then I got disqualified. And it was because of like, they thought I had a temper 
depending like and they they what? yeah they took that out out of an interview that i had i had an interview with the background investigator or psychiatrist i can't remember i applied to so many so i probably like don't have all the details i can't remember so i got disqualified they told me to wait i think like a year or two to reapply so then i waited two years and then after uh so i think at that time i was maybe like 24 25 so then i applied i started applying again like like to different departments different departments i applied to like pomona i applied uh in whittier i i think the only (laughs) the only agency i didn't apply was the sheriff's but i applied to like every like pd department that you can think of so here i am i applied to san diego pd and at that time i was living in ontario and so my exam was like the next day at like six or seven in the morning and I had already taken the written, I believe, and I that was for the physical. And so this is the second time that I'm going to San Diego. And so I didn't have money to get a hotel room. So I'm like, I'm just going to drive there in the middle of the night so I can get there in time to get there in the morning. And traffic is like horrendous all the time. So one, I was terrified that I was going to be late. I left like at three in the morning, I think. And I got there so early and I get to the facility and it was kind of like a college, like a community college or some type of like center. And I park and the only car is like pitch dark and I just have to wait. Like I'm not even sleepy because I am so nervous. And um, once it's like, the, it's daylight, I get off, I get to the testing center, it's a bunch of guys. And that was like normal, always just a bunch of guys. It felt really intimidating. And a lot of the time I was like, I'm pursuing this crazy dream because at the time I thought that's what I wanted and that's who I wanted to be. But now when I look back, I'm like, I am so thankful. That's not the career I'm in because it doesn't even fit my personality. I don't know why I was so fixed on it. And like yesterday I was talking about it and I was like, I don't know if it was because I didn't know really what else to do with my life that to me, like I knew I had like family members and friends that were in law enforcement. So I thought like, maybe that's what I could do too. You know, like they like it. It's something maybe I can do. So then I just got so fixed on the idea of being in law enforcement. And then I was in school too. And I don't even, you don't need degrees to be a cop. Like, yeah, I would probably help you promote and get paid more. And that was my reasoning behind it. But I almost feel like I was buying myself time because I was so afraid and I wasn't ready. Like, it's scary. I'm a scary cat. And you know that. <laughs> so, so back to the San Diego. So I'm there testing for the physical. Everybody's like lining up and I look around and all these guys, obviously we're in San Diego. All these guys have fucking prior military experience and you could see it. You could see in their haircut, you could see it in their body. And I'm like, fuck. And it's just intimidating and, but I'm there, right? I would, I was failing time and time again for years. Yeah. I'm getting these rejection letters, kept getting these rejection letters. And I'm like, am I so stupid that I can't pass this test? Yeah. And so anyway, so then I do the exam and I can't get over that wall. And I felt like shit every time. And when you're doing that exam and you can't get over the wall, they send you home at that moment. So Ah. at that moment, they're like, all right, you got to walk off and everybody's still there testing. So it's really embarrassing and it just sucks because it's like, I took all this time and energy. This is what I want. And then I'm here, I'm running. And then the wall is usually the last thing. So you're exhausted. And 
my life for all those years, all I did was work out, work out, work out. On the weekends, I would go to, um, you know, the hill that we used to run in Cal Poly? There's yeah. a wall up there. I used to run the hill and then I used to go at it at the wall, go at it at the wall, go at it. Because I was like, how am I going to get over this wall? So that's what my life revolved around. Also, like I was careful about who I was around because I was like, this is going to come up in the background. They ask you all these questions. Like you can't be around people that have any drug use and you know, everybody smokes weed. So whenever I was like somewhere and somebody was smoking weed, I would freak out because I'm like, I can't be around that. <laughs> so it was just like a lot. My whole life was like, I want this so bad. I want this so bad but I kept failing and failing and failing and I never got in. And so um, finally the one agency that put me through like all the testing, I even got a, a conditional job offer was, uh, I believe it was San Bernardino probation. And that was a little bit different because uh, you needed a bachelor's to apply. Mm -hmm. So you can tell like the pool of people that were there were a little bit different than when I went to test for police department. It was more like, like people that were really fit and had like prior military experience. It's just different. So I applied, um, I didn't have a physical or either the physical was really easy because I got through to everything. And I I was assigned a background investigator. They um, looked at everything at one point one of the times that I went to go see my background investigator, she asked me for my phone and she looked through my Instagram. She looked through, yeah, they didn't know everything. Yeah. Um, I had an interview with her for like an hour and a half. She asked about everything. Oh, and the reason why that interview was so long, because one of my assignments was to write an autobiography about myself from the moment that I birthed, I guess that I can remember to now. So I, it was like 16 pages and it was about my life. So then when I get there for my appointment, she reads it. And then she called me in to talk to me about my autobiography because I want to know like if there's any issues in your family, like the, like mental health issues, like drugs, um, like they want to know everything. So, or my relationship with my mom, my dad, my siblings. So uh, I did my autobiography and then she asked me a bunch of questions, a lot, a conversation, an hour and a half um, past that. And then it was just like a long time. I, I did an interview. Um, I did my written exam and then my, so then finally, and then they do background, they check all your finances, check everything. So once I was done with that, my, they gave me, they called me, they gave me a conditional job offer and they gave me like the class number, whatever the Academy would be. And they're like, but you just need one last thing and you need to meet with the psychiatrist and um, you're just an interview and that's it. Once, if you pass that, then you're good to go. And it had already been a year and a half. Everything moved so fucking slow. And at this time I had already told my employer at the time, like I had told my uh, manager, like I had been applying. So she knew the whole time. She thought I was leaving soon, but I kept telling her like, I don't know how long it's going to take. Sometimes it's going to take a year. So they already thought I was out the door, but it had already been a year and a half. So just imagine all my time and energy, getting all my paperwork done, driving to all these appointments, to these interviews. Um, I do my interview with that um, psychiatrist. And once I was done, um, she told me, you know, she's like, when I talk to you, everything seems like a pretty picture. She's like, you know, when you go and you look at a car and it's really nice on the outside, 
but you don't know what's under the hood. She's like, I feel like you're not letting me in. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like in my mind, I don't know if she wanted me to hear like me have some like crazy ass stories that I get it. I didn't have any, you know? So I don't know if I was like too, my life was too boring or I don't actually, I don't know. So I got disqualified and I didn't get the job even after they offered me a job because they said that I was not mentally fit for that career or that job or something like that. That's what I said in my DQ letter. And I was so upset. Like I was so frustrated because now I think at that time, I think I was still in grad school, but I was testing for like five fucking years and I was failing, 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 failing. And now I'm like, now I'm going to have this degree or no, you know what? Maybe I was in grad school because now I was like, now I'm going to have two degrees. I've invested all this money into that. I invested all this time. This is the career I want and I can't even get a job. So what am I going to do? So eventually, like, I just had to let that go. And as soon as I did, all these other opportunities opened up. And that's when, like, I got this job. I moved. And my mom would always tell me, like, why don't you try something else? You're so stubborn that that's what you want to do. But maybe that's not the career for you. And even though I invested all that, for anybody that's going through something like this, like, it's okay to, like, pursue other, like, ventures, and say, you know what, that didn't work out. And I tried and I tried and I tried and I failed and I failed, I failed. And yes, it sucked. And every time somebody asked me like, how's that going? I like dreaded talking about it because I felt like such a failure, like a fraud. And so, yeah, eventually, you know what? It wasn't for me. I tried, I gave it my all and I had to like move forward. And there was a lot of failure in my past. But now that I look back, I'm like, I'm really glad that it didn't happen for me because I don't know what my life would be like. I probably would have died really (laughs) because I'm such like a scary cat and I'm clumsy. I probably would have died like working, honestly. So I mean, that was just God's way of showing you, but you learned so much, you know, from it. And then you can see like, oh, look at all these great things happen when I decided to open my mind, you know, not being so stubborn. So that's a great thing about failing. I know it doesn't feel good, but geez, like you just go, when you go back, reflect, like it just makes you smile, you know, because you, you see how far you've come, you know, mm-hmm. and all the challenges that happened, like they made you better. You practicing for those tests, like made you healthier. They made you physically fit, you know, I know mentally it was stressful, but, um, they molded you into the Magali that you are. Oh, and I forgot. I also applied for a department in Santa Rosa, like north of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I drove there after school by myself. Um, and I drove overnight. And then I checked into the hotel like at three, four in the morning. And then I had exam at eight in the morning. So I was like applying everywhere. So yeah, mm-hmm. when I look back, I'm like, it shows me like what I made out of, like I was unstoppable. It didn't matter. Like what I got a full-time job in school going everywhere for all this testing. So it really showed me like all this, uh, like grit. Is that, am I saying that grit grit? Yeah. Like I, I was like, that was me. Like, I can't believe I have that. I have that in me. And yeah. 
so I'm proud of, I'm proud of that, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't change it. I just wish that I wasn't as stubborn. I feel like I would have had more time to pursue other ventures if I wasn't so fucking stubborn. <laughs> but, that's okay, you know, we learn. I think that's the best part. We learn from our mistakes and it's okay. What else do you have, boo? I think that's it. Um, I really want everybody to believe that they have faith. Like you just, you can't lose your faith. Your faith is everything. You know, I know some people don't believe in God, but they believe in other things um, like a higher power. And you just have to believe that your life is here for, for a reason. Just, you know, stay strong. It's okay. Don't just don't lose that faith and just keep, keep praying or keep, I don't know, looking at, I don't know, people do crystals, what else? I mean, it doesn't have to be a god, but. Meditating. Anything. I I would say don't let fear disable you or all the what ifs or, you know, thinking like this might be a risk. I don't have the time. You can make the time. Everything's a risk, to be honest. And it's okay. Like, it is scary sometimes to try something different, knowing that you might fail. and it's really normal to fail. Like if, if there's anything like that you want to do, I would say go for it because if you don't, you're just going to think like, you know, what would happen if I did? Yeah. You don't want that either. No, you don't want the what ifs. Definitely yeah. not. So just go for it. And if you fail, you, the, you're going to learn and that's good. That's great. Yeah. Just be humble about it move forward, get up, learn from it, whatever. And people are going to criticize you. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's about you. People are gonna criticize. Yep. People are going to criticize anyways. Well, I hope this inspired some of you and remember just don't let fear disable you. And like Glenda said, have some faith and yeah. believe in yourself. Bye friends. Bye friends.